Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Gadget Flow. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am talking with Daniel Ekstem, founder and CEO of ZekeSack. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So you've got a product that's about to launch, The Organizer, a really beautifully designed multi- multifunctional backpack, you know, designed to you know calm your mind and fit everything that you need. So uh, I'm interested to hear about you know where this all began and what inspired you to create ZekeSack. Uh, well, it began quite a few years ago, actually, where I... Uh, I spent a lot of time on the road as a lighting technician. Uh, I spent somewhere between 250 and 300 days on the road. And uh, I started to think about getting out of that lifestyle. That's not a job. That's a lifestyle. But before I managed to do that, I kind of ended up getting burned out and sitting at home with a burned out diagnosis. And I never kind of let that idea of creating something of my own go. And when on my road to recovery, I figured that organization, everyday small details, stuff like that really helped me. And where I didn't organize and where I didn't think about that, it really, really affected my well-being. So I started to organize my bags because I wanted to get back to my lifestyle and work of traveling around. And I really felt that the way I did it, I, I slashed up an old bag, did my own compartments. I s- sewed it together in some really u- ugly looking way. But it really helped me kind of get that edge of disorganization off. And I realized that this is a product. This is something that people actually would need. So I just started digging into the design and digging into that thought. and. A few years later, we're here, and I sourced it, and we just we made something out of it. But that's how it started. So you're in the in the room, just chopping up other backpacks, and you know, designing it the the way that it fit for you for your lifestyle. And now, give us an idea of you know how because we we've seen a lot of backpacks on Kickstarter and crowdfunding, and I definitely think this one has a lot of unique functionality to it. How did you go about deciding what features to include in this design? I obviously I went from my own needs and my own kind of perspective. I'm I'm a techie guy. I like my gadgets and I always have a camera around. I'm an active guy. I uh, I tried an athletic career and I work out quite a lot. I'm a busy guy. So I I kind of came from that perspective and didn't want to overwhelm 
myself when doing this. Uh, the reason why I did and slashed up all these bags and put them back together was because I wanted something neat. I wanted something that looked clean, that felt clean, and that it could keep my organization clean. So the features, they've just grown out of that perspective. Like the word clean, the word slim, the word the word easy, calm, is kind of every feature comes from that perspective. What were some of the challenges that you've encountered along the way while not only designing the product, but sourcing it and getting the first ones manufactured? I mean, sourcing is a... Uh, sourcing is a pain in the ass uh, <laughs> in one sense i came from nothing uh i had no idea where to go where to start nothing uh as i said i was a lighting technician i know a lot about rock and roll lighting shows and tv shows but i didn't know anything about creating products in a soft good, goods environment and i just started talking to people who've done it reaching out to friends or acquaintances that started to create physical products and just talk to them and all of a sudden i had some contacts in uh, south asia and started to order uh, kind of custom products from them designing my own small things and then i kind of found people down there uh, with the western connections and it got easier along the way but the real challenge is understanding their culture and my culture and then trying to talk design and details and construction and all of that that's the real challenge uh, but you you learn along the way you make a few mistakes and then you make them again and then you don't make them anymore then you have new mistakes that you make again and yeah it's just how it goes so have you been using a, a sourcing agent or you've been doing all the direct contact and back and forth with the factories? I do everything myself. I still do. Uh, after a couple of uh, prototypes and turns and meetings, and I actually went down to visit the uh, factories and I, I visited three or four factories and decided which one I wanted to go to, uh, go with and work with. And we've been doing prototypes and products and working together for almost three years now. Do you think that initial visit was, you know, paramount to, you know, finding a successful company or factory to partner with long term? I think that initial visit gave me more than it kind of gave maybe the relationship of what we're working today. It gave me an understanding on how the culture in these factories work, how they actually create the bags, how they sew them together, what machines do they have. Uh, it gave me a lot of insight for that, which means when I sit home here in Sweden designing and drawing, I can think of, okay, they will never be able to control this in a production environment that I know looks like this and stuff like that. So it gave me a lot kind of small details like that that I managed to put together. And the design work I do today, contra what I did three, four years ago, is completely different. I design from a constructional point of view almost now because I understand it. So that's what the initial give, visit gave me, mostly. 
No, that's great. So let's transition a little bit in terms of, I guess, what made you decide that crowdfunding and Kickstarter was the right avenue for launching your organizer backpack? Uh, well, there's two reasons uh, how I see it. One is the obvious one, the funding part. Uh, we're not made of money, and this is it costs a lot of money to kind of bring this project going. And to reach the world. I mean, reach the world today on online ads and everything. It costs a lot of money. Uh, so it's that perspective. But also the the audience and the crowd that comes with a platform like uh, a crowdfunding platform like Kickstarter or any other, it's the audience that we were looking for. So it's uh, I won't say it's a shortcut, but... It it would it helps to be on a platform like this. So, for me, it's fifty fifty, a uh, crowd kind of funding perspective, and fifty fifty a great marketing perspective. It it creates a great story. It creates a good buzz. It's it's all of the above, so to speak. Yeah. So in preparation leading up to the launch on the Kickstarter campaign, which will probably be live once this. Uh, publication goes out. Um, talk a little bit about the the prep work leading up to the Kickstarter campaign um, that's potentially evolved, you know, since you've gotten started here. Yeah, so we've spent a lot of time understanding our message, and our message comes from uh, that this should calm your mind. This is kind of an unexpected way of looking at stress relief. There's a lot of talk about yoga, meditation. Uh, all of that, but we feel and we know and we believe it's exact that there's other ways to attack this problem. So we spend a lot of time of prepping that story and the the wording and how we want to communicate this product. And then it's all about building that prototype, building the details. We we spent all the I mean we uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. We spent all the time all up until we started kind of working with the campaign page, perfecting the product in detail together with the material coming around it. So it's very important for us to get our point across that this is a product that's for stress relief that will calm your mind. And how do we present that in the best possible clear way? That's where most of the time has been spent. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. I mean, how how do you feel going about deciding the the target market and audience? Obviously, you've built this bag and backpack for with you in mind initially, but certainly there there's a larger group out there that, you know, will want to be targeted and try to find the right fit for this product. You know, we talk about Kickstarter and crowdfunding being the true market validation test for product market fit. How are you going about deciding how to target that market and audience? So the first prototype of this bag we made, uh, I think I had a couple of hundred pieces, uh, I think about two years ago. Uh, so I started to kind of test sell and test the backpack already two years ago uh, in the local market here in Sweden. And it got perceived very well, and I got a lot of feedback, but I got feedback on unexpected things. I thought I would get constructional feedback. I thought I would get 
feedback on stuff that kind of breaks and stuff like that. But the feedback we got was mainly why hasn't this been on the market before? Uh, why do they always have to do backpacks that's so overwhelming? This is the perfect kind of amount of organization. And then the feedback kind of shifted into, okay, we need this part a little, little bit bigger. We need this part a little bit smaller and so on and so on. So just looking at where that came, feedback came from made it super clear for us when we change and make those updates to this, the organizer, we knew where the audience was. We knew what people liked uh, about the bag and we knew what people, who they were, so to speak, in the test phase that we did. So I wouldn't say it was easy, but now we had a quite clear view of who the audience is because we did that initial test phase. Yeah, that's critical, you know, overall to the success of just not being in the echo chamber and getting an experience with the community or the people that are touching and being able to utilize that product. And certainly, you know, once the campaign goes live, you'll be getting a lot more feedback um, from customers that are actually pre-purchasing the product as well. Exactly. And, and we did that test phase, not kind of like we want to validate this product. We, I did it as a learning curve of anything to running a business like this, to creating a brand like this, to communicating a brand like this. It wasn't only just the product that we tested. We tested the entire package and tried to learn and suck out as much information as we could from this local market here. And Sweden is a good market for kind of mental awareness, for health awareness and stuff like that. So it's a very critical market to launch on so it was it was a really good learning curve for us and it helped us a lot in this prepping for this campaign yeah and speaking about the launch what's what's probably the the number one takeaway that you've learned throughout the whole process of the pre-launch phase of the upcoming campaign small decisions take longer time than you think the bigger decisions doesn't take as much effort <laughs> that's the, what i learned when you dive into details the last 10 percent of the small things take as much energy and as much time as the first 90 percent that's the biggest learning curve of, of all here yeah so i mean you've been working with us here at inventus partners for a while now what were some of those considerations that you were looking at when choosing the right agency to partner with uh first of all knowing that you've done other campaigns knowing that you've done similar campaigns uh but also how you kind of attacked and how other agency attacked the questions that we had that was very important because what i've learned being sourcing in china and creating a product in south china is communication is a big thing and i wanted i always want to work with partners who have good communication and have clear communication so that was one big factor and but also as i said doing similar campaigns in the soft goods spectrum is would be important for a successful campaign absolutely well, Daniel, this has been really inspirational. This is our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. Are you good to go? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? 
the way of building your own legacy. I would actually want to say that word. I've always had something in me that I want to build something of my own. And uh, it's it's not a choice, it's a need, I think. Interesting. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Uh, the Oh, that's a hard one. I would actually want to meet with uh, the owner and creator of uh, Virgin Records and Virgin Airlines. Uh, I have n- I, I'm not good at names. What is his name? Sir uh, Richard Branson. Yeah, Branson. But obviously, crazy people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and these guys, obviously. But uh, Branson is a is inspiring. What would be your first question for him? How my first question would be, what was the first kind of big hurdle you had to jump over before you saw success? Interesting. Uh, Any books you would recommend to our listeners? This would be, I want to recommend two books. I'm not sure if they're in Swedish if there exists in English, but there's a friend of mine who just released a book that's uh, called, if I can translate that, uh, good luck with the rest of your life. Uh, it probably will come in English later on, but it's a book about burnt out. And from a perspective similar to mine, that it's not about these small things. Uh, it's not about meditation, all of these things. It's about, your life and how you can adapt to it and not keep getting burnt out and stressed. I would really like recommend that. Her name is Isabel Boltenstern. Uh, I would really recommend that. If it's available in English later on, uh, it probably will. Excellent. Daniel, where do you see yourself in three years? Still creating products that could help people calm their minds and be better versions of themselves. Uh, I see myself as a more stable and uh, calmer person myself. Uh, but yeah, I I see myself still doing this and still needing to create more stuff like that. Nice. Last question for you, and I know we haven't run the campaign yet, but interested to hear your take on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think the future of crowdfunding will kind of split up into... Uh, tears that crowdfunding for now is a mega thing. Uh, I think we will see more smaller versions of it. Uh, crowdfunding in small, uh, detailed little boutiques, local small products that are super niche. Uh, I think it will scatter into being a brighter spectrum of crowdfunding. Awesome. Well, Daniel, this has been great. As I've mentioned, this is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check you out. So we at ZigZag, we really uh, burn and really believe that small things make a change. And to be a more calm person and to be have and live in a calmer environment, products like this and products that can help you calm your mind and take that edge off everyday life uh, helps more than expected. We know that 
70, 77% of the world feels stressed and feel uh, feels stressed that uh, I'm struggling with my English here. Feels 77% of everyone in the world feels stress that impacts their mental health. And small things like this, like organizing your everyday backpack, like organizing your uh, organization in the car, everything like this will help you get that edge off and become a calmer mind. So that's what we believe in and that's the products we want to make. And that's why you should check us out. Awesome. Well, audience, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign once it goes live. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Product Type. And if you liked this episode as much as I enjoyed doing it, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.